0: The Lord Jesus said in the Gospel of Luke, Chapter twenty two, he says uh, in verse twenty eight, after stating that he came to serve. He humbled himself. He humbled himself not only to serve his disciples and wash their feet, but he humbled himself to death, it says in Philippians, and even death on a cross. And he was executed between two thieves, accused as a criminal, and made his grave with the rich the Lord went through tremendous humiliation and tremendous affliction and he says thinking about his disciples about us his children all of us when we're faithful to him he said but you are those who have continued with me in my trials he went through trials and they were there with him they were not perfect but they were there at least physically in most cases if not spiritually but the Lord took that he took that and he said you are those who continue with me in my trials and because of that I bestow upon you the kingdom just as my father bestowed one upon me that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and sit on thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Who would have ever thought following the son of man on foot as he went from village to village town to town up and down Israel and beyond the Jordan throngs of people everywhere Most times, hardly a moment to eat or to rest. They understood, as Moses understood, that it's better to suffer reproach and trouble. As we heard in the prayer just before this, deprivation of sleep and food. Why? The choice is made because we're looking for a kingdom. We're looking for God's honor. We're looking for deliverance. We're looking for His power. We're looking for His presence. We know that we can't afford to be like we used to be and there's the ripping away of the natural so that the supernatural can rest in us. There's a voluntary surrender of what we would like to do and what we used to do so that we can get closer to the Lord and join in his fight we heard the message about fighting the good fight of faith Jesus said you are here with me fighting with me during my trials and I have a reward for you isn't it enough to be with the Lord and to side with him and identify with him and suffer with him our God is a gracious and compassionate God he's always thinking about us The sum of his thoughts toward us are more than the number of the sand by the seashore. God loves us so much. And for every tear we cry sincerely in his presence, every prayer we pray, every affliction, every pain, the Lord takes it to heart and he watches with loving eyes. He knows the set time and the duration And yet He feels our pain and encourages us to continue and simultaneously gives us the spirit of prayer, this fortitude, this faith that we will overcome and there will be a reward. There's no one that works for the Lord that does not get rewarded far more than they could ask or imagine. How much more when pain is involved cross is involved to the one undergoing the severe affliction who is loyal to the Lord Jesus is near Jesus will see the person through and to all those who come alongside and they pour out their souls in travail Jesus is near to them too, one body to grant us a kingdom that cannot be Shaken. He speaks about humility. He speaks about servanthood. And he speaks about trials and the association of the disciples to be with him and not forsake him. Go for the easy life, fake life of this world. But to stick with it and say, My Father, rip away, strip away everything that doesn't belong, that's not godly and heavenly. I want to be transformed. I want to be that heavenly creature you created me to be. And he says, But you are those who have continued with me in my trials. What are the trials? The disciples were there during the historic, unprecedented, and unduplicated trial of the Lord Jesus Christ during his earthly pilgrimage to the cross to accomplish eternal salvation for all mankind, for all time. To those who would believe these disciples were there in the cruel treatment, the disowning, the reproach, the insults, the mockery, the sleep deprivation, Deprivation of food and the tremendous pressure. They didn't go through what the Lord went through, but they were with Him. They continued with Him. The Lord said, That's enough for now. I have something for you a kingdom same way my father gave me a kingdom I'm giving you one and the trial won't be forever you'll be able to sit down in my kingdom to eat and drink at my table and not only will you be able to relax and enjoy sweet victory you'll have authority to exercise Absolute package of divine benefits. Glory be to God, eternal benefits. Eyes to see what the Lord is showing. Oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord, may your will be done. The hearts cry. And I will not ignore that even though the trial is pressing and the prayers are taking everything out of me. I know there's coming a time soon when I'll be able to sit down and enjoy the fruit of what Christ has done for me in me and through me and there's a permanent position God gives with authority when the test is passed Promotion comes. The keys are given. Hallelujah. But who will be courageous enough and humble enough to go through with the test? Oh, like Job saying, I'll trust in the Lord still. I will maintain my integrity before my King. The Apostle Paul said we're pressed out of measure, or literally despairing of life sometimes. He went through, it said, untold beatings. There are only some recorded. Only a few instances are recorded of the Apostle Paul's beatings, stonings. He went through many. And along with his fellow workers in the faith, it grieved them to see them suffer, but they all knew. They all knew. Following the path of the cross, glory is coming. Glory is coming. Hallelujah. This present suffering is not worthy to be compared. Far more eternal weight of glory is coming. The kingdom is expanding exponentially. Satan is on the assault. But the church cannot be stopped because God cannot be stopped. All of these things come into perspective and it fortifies us to continue. They endured with him during the trial on earth. We endure every assault on our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ where we are now. Whether mental, emotional, physical, spiritual. Continue. Why do people underground China North India in Turkey in Nigeria continue to trust Jesus when they two-wheelers as they call them they're motorcycles and bikes are confiscated the only means of transportation all of a sudden they are confiscated because they're Christians now how do I get to work how does daddy get to work Or maybe that's the way in which they support themselves through means of that vehicle itself. The income source is cut out. Do we still believe Jesus? What's going on? Why? And another one is afflicted and beaten, another one's denied the right to go to school. Not because of skin color, because of blood color. They have the blood of Jesus all over them washed by the blood of the Lamb, become an enemy of the evil one and those through whom the evil one works. It's an assault on the faith, but they continue. Why? Because they know the Father is watching every affliction and every tear. He will come through. He will come through. Through the pain and through the tears, He will come through. They stood with the Lord. When the Lord asked them in John chapter 6, are you going to go to, Peter said, to whom shall we go? Where are we going to go, Lord? Where can we go? How can we go? It's more, how can we go? Because they could have gone. All they had to do is tell their feet to walk. They would have went on their way with the rest of the multitude, thousands who left Jesus because they couldn't take his word. They couldn't follow the path of true discipleship. So when Peter said, Where should we go? He's actually saying, How can we leave you, Lord? Where can we go to get what we're getting from you? Eternal life? We're not going anywhere. Hallelujah. Because we know you promise us the kingdom, O oh Lord we're seeing the kingdom of God at work there's much opposition it's painful at times we see you suffering Lord but you're doing the Father's will and we will follow you and we know that you said hereafter you'll see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven oh great glory do you believe it they believed and the Lord says the twelve of you you are going to sit with me on my throne in Revelation he says that and here he says on twelve thrones on thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel who can know these things because we're so human we're caught up in what we see here and God says I want to show you the bigger picture the other side not going to be forever the trial trust me are we continuing with the Lord in His trials His burden is for the lost His burden is that we live holy lives represent Him well please the Father and whatever we face in our quest a dedication to please the Father We need to be willing to face whatever we need to surrender, surrender. And there's a transformation. There's truly a metamorphosis and that's the most exciting thing. God is at work. God is at work within us. He's transforming us. There's a change from one state to another, spiritually speaking that's priceless no amount of academia can ever offer that eternal promotion recognition by the almighty creator of the universe by submitting to him, yielding to him saying Lord you mold me, make me Lord Jesus take the rough edges out oh Jesus even if it hurts Lord and when I have to undergo things for your name's sake, even if I don't understand it, oh Lord, I want to be loyal to you. Oh my God. May I be glorifying you always. No amount of money can purchase the glory that God gives to his elect, to the people who have proven themselves worthy of his name. No amount of people power, organizational power, military might, nothing. No wonder the Lord said, what can a man give in exchange for a soul? That soul is promised everlasting glory if we steadfast in the trial and we need encouragement we need the Lord's help Paul said, though all forsook me he said, nobody stayed with me in a certain location, everybody left they took off he would have surely felt the conformity to the loneliness that his master felt the Lord Jesus, when everybody forsook him the moment of his trial the greatest moment But Paul said Though all forsook me, the Lord stood with me. He stood by me. Jesus never fails. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. You're near to those who are broken, crushed in their spirits, those who are undergoing heavy assaults of the enemy. Oh, Jesus, help us to be faithful to you. Oh, God, help your children to be faithful to you. We travail in prayer, and there's a cross to bear there. It's not the same perhaps as the one who's going through the pain of the actual assault from Satan, but there's a there's a laying down of self and there is a cross there, denial. God says there's a reward. Do you know that you're going to come out of this and be able to sit down in my kingdom and eat and drink? Blessed fellowship. And also I'm going to give you authority. Hallelujah. Every trial we pass through successfully by keeping our eyes fixed on the Lord Jesus we will gain something eternal for sure. There's no trial, not one trial that a believer goes through when he or she is loyal to God and following God and after God they will not yield a rich dividend of eternal promotion and glory. and when we go through trials and we travail in prayer for others of our brothers and sisters who are under fire from the enemy for standing for righteousness they become public enemy number one to the devil and all hell is unleashed against them repeatedly oh, it's beyond what humanly we can bear but the Lord comes and to cry out to him endure. we endure come through Is a reward but through this process we understand how important it is like never before to be totally people of integrity before God no more games no more mingling in the things of God and sometimes the things of the world the call to holy living the separated life unto the Lord consecration becomes crystal clear there's no question to what we're called and because we are purified during the trial and the travail the Spirit of God has us where He wants us so that we can become that golden cup we've been hearing about last night we heard about how the Holy Spirit prays and the context is in our weakness our infirmities can only pray so much have only so many words and have only so much energy and spirit but then the Holy Ghost is shed abroad in our hearts with the love of God and he begins to utter through our spirits with groanings things we cannot articulate That's another level that it takes us to these are the hidden riches from mediocre carnal quote unquote Christianity that goes today quick worship seminar how to be a worship leader and how to prophesy and how to have the gifts of the spirit and how to become a music minister and all these things the devil laughs at he says continue he's happy 16,000 people sign up for those things But the people who know their God shall do great exploits. And to know God means not only to know his resurrection and power, but the fellowship of his sufferings. Now, gold is formed, tested in the fire, that lasts forever. A golden cup in the hands of the king. We're encouraged to see the bigger perspective last night and this morning, as well as Sunday all of this to make us stand in awe before God to bow down and worship him O oh, father oh father your plan is excellent your ways are past finding out higher than our ways are your thoughts than our thoughts higher are your ways than our ways help us to understand O oh, spirit of God O oh, spirit of God we desperately need to know you more we need to get away from the noise of superficial Christendom to the real Christianity seeking you Lord and every child of God no matter what state they come broken before the Lord with whatever misinformation false experience and regrets for not being true, the Lord receives when he sees the brokenness. And he does something new. Till all of us can sit on his lap. And all of us are embraced by his arms. Purified. Sanctified. With God during his trials his burden for his people for righteousness to show forth the salvation on the earth that he can count on us count on us to represent him well even through the valley of the shadow of death we know in part part that then we shall know as even as we are known written there's so much more that God is calling us to and the more we get a glimpse of what he's calling us to, the more we'll be able to run valiantly even if stones are being hurled at us from hell and if scorpions and serpents should come and bite us through God we shall crush them and continue running to finish the race Glory be to God. Through God we should do valiantly. I should not die. But live and declare the works of the Lord. Faith is tested through the fire then it comes forth as gold. The people who don't want trials and they don't want the fire remain plastic and clay. people understand like Moses and the Apostle Paul that I can trust myself into my Father's hands as long as I commune with Him believe His Word the confidence builds up that nothing shall separate me from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus nothing There's a holy boldness that causes us to continue. There's a revival, a revitalization. When the hands are starting to hang down and the knees feeble, God comes and straightens everything out again. Recharged. We spoke about the second wind. God gives His runners know when it seems like everything has gone all of a sudden a fresh burst of in- energy comes. The Spirit of God says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Even in the trials, waiting upon Him. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk not faint he gives power to the faint God does and as we pray for divine endowment from on high enablement we will be able to pray again fervently and continue praying until the answer comes, hallelujah as I mentioned the mountaintop by analogy yesterday the spirit of God gave on the spot in a physical sense in the natural domain a person embarks upon mountain climbing they can track how far they've gotten up they can also track how far they have to go but in the spiritual realm we're not privileged to always see how far we need to go with our human eyes and human understanding but by faith we can see The answer is around the corner. Hallelujah. We're close to the mountain peak. God keeps saying, Come up hither, come up, come up. And he keeps giving us his hand to pull us up. You have been with me during my trials, the Lord said, and I have for you a banquet. I have a real banquet for you. You're literally going to sit down in my kingdom and eat and drink. There's going to be a celebration and you're going to receive authority. On this side of heaven, before that happens, the spirit of glory rests upon you when you're doing my will in the midst of your trials. Praising God, praying, crying, pouring out all our sorrows, all our longings, our desperations. The Lord sees all of that. He takes it. And He blesses us for enduring. And He reminds us there's a glory coming ahead, but there's a glory now resting upon you also. The Spirit of glory rests upon you. When you do the right thing, when wrong is done to you, whether it's through the enemy's direct assault on the body or through people, through mischief assault theft persecution the Lord says you be faithful to me and the spirit of glory the apostle Peter says by the Holy Spirit rests upon you there's a glory resting upon the people of God now when we continue faithfully. So let no one be discouraged, but encouraged to continue. Let no one think that, Lord, why is it taking so long, knowing that the Father knows the perfect time and is drawing near. The trial will be over, God's name will be glorified all over the place. But for now, scriptures say you're under heavy trials. It's painful. But don't give up. Others in the family of God are going through severe affliction also around the world we're one body, we pray, and as we pray travail and travail in prayer, and as we care, and we rearrange our schedule and our things to pour out our hearts before the Lord on behalf of our brothers and sisters, God's kingdom is growing in depth in every individual. And then, It will grow in breath as others are brought in to the kingdom. But he's looking for the root of his people to go deep. And it happens in this way. Through the fire, through the trials. No wonder people of a generation ago or two generations or from other parts of the world they can look at their children and say you don't know what you have, how good you have it. Did you know mom and dad had to walk for miles to get to school? We didn't even have bicycles. Some people didn't even have bicycles. Some grandparents remember. They had to walk a long way just to get some water and they had to wait online. line. They had to endure village feuds and different things. Why? To get water for their family and when they get that water it's a treasure they're bringing water home or they're bringing bread home or some vegetable the whole family rejoices and if they know the Lord they bow their head and thank and worship the Lord. How can such a person forget the value of the benevolence of God in providing a whole loaf of bread for family for a day? Of being able to turn on the tap and get water. Not having to fight with people or having to endure feuds and be in danger of being assaulted because they've honestly gotten a hold of that water or bread for their family. Then others who know from a lifetime of being persecuted just because they're Christians, a minority. Everywhere they go, it's like a black mark on their faces. Unjustly being persecuted, hounded everywhere. Can't wait for the bus at the bus stand without being persecuted. Can't go to the pharmacy without being persecuted. Can't go to the playground without being persecuted. Can't go to school without being persecuted. All day long. and they tell their children in another generation how good you have it why don't you spend some time in the presence of God why don't you thank God for all that you have the trials that come in various ways or those who used to be sick such as I were shut in for a long time know what it means to be ostracized lonely depressed thinking why me why is it that I can't breathe all the time be ridiculed all of a sudden cannot play, cannot go to school why me feeling worthless and then when health comes what a blessing And what do other people do that have good health, they're abusing their bodies how on earth can they do that Do they know what a gift God has given them? Through trials, sometimes we also get readjusted and realigned in our own attitude and thinking and perspective of being deeply grateful to the Lord and thereby having a greater consecration to doing the will of God. So privileged. Contrast that with easy believism popular Christianity they can choose buffet style Christianity but there's a genuine surrender that comes the consecration the Lord says you travail you go through trial you're in my perfect will I will accomplish great and glorious things in you through you I will work it in and I will work it out and I will fortify and I will beautify you The meek will be beautified with salvation, the Bible says. My soul is like a weaned child. What is a weaned child? No longer cries for mommy and milk. The psalmist said, my soul is like a weaned child. I'm able to sit still and behave quietly. Be able to be humble. God knows what he's doing for his body. And He's the Savior of the body. He's the God who beautifies His bride. We're in the best hands we could ever be in. Our Father's hands. Blessed be His name. Shall we pray? Thanks be to You, O Father, for giving us this time this morning, Lord, to hear Your Word. O Father, help us to be Mindful of all that you've given us, Lord. All the benefits. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits, who forgives all your sins, all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. Hallelujah. Hallelujah who redeems your life from destruction and crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Father, feed us ever your manna to nourish and restore, renew us, Lord, as we wait upon you during this season of these birth pangs, Lord God Almighty, give deliverance to Dear Esther, Lord, O Father, O my God, O my God, may a miracle be seen upon her. Jesus, for all to glorify God. Give her deliverance, my God. Take away every symptom, every pain, O Father. Lord, she's endured so much, so much that we've seen up front. Impossible, except by the grace of God. Jesus, I pray, put an end to the repeated assault. Cause it emerge victorious. In Jesus' name, as your people pray also, Lord, give everyone, Lord, that faith and hope and courage that God will cause us to hear joy and laughter very soon in his presence, together with Esther, worshiping the King of kings and Lord of lords. Hallelujah. Bless and strengthen every brother, every sister, Lord, who is going through pain right now. Oh, Father, and yet they've set aside their pain and poured out their hearts for, us there for healing. In your presence, Lord, every tear and every ounce of energy so precious when they have their own affliction, Lord, different conditions. Bless your people abundantly, my God, I pray. Pour your glory upon them, Lord. Raise them up to another level, Lord, and heal their bodies too, I pray in Jesus' mighty name. Bless them, Father, every brother and sister who's been moved by the Holy Spirit with such love, tender love, and this resilience, Lord, and perseverance in prayer, Lord, ignite their fell flame, Lord the fire Lord, to burn even more for you that this season Lord will find our entire church every individual ablaze every single individual ablaze where they are by the Holy Spirit because they've yielded themselves to the work of prayer and sincere devotion and obedience to you. That Lord, every individual with that fire will produce a tremendous bonfire together where we will see unprecedented miracles in our midst God of wonders is there anything too hard for the Lord? Nothing, nothing, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, I praise you, I praise you, I praise you, praise you, my God. Thank you, Jesus, for all the mercies, all the goodness. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name I praise you. Amen.